We love it, folks. We absolutely love it. Welcome back. I guess we're calling it Talking Knox. I thought the name was just a bit of a joke, but this is our Hard Knox after show that we have tendedly called Talking Knox. I'm Christopher Fett, your adequate host at Christopher Fett on Twitter. As we come to you, part of the Pride of Detroit POD cast coming after every Hard Knox episode. And we got some we got some fun things to talk about here. This is the episode where I feel like the the, the plot of Hard Knocks got back to its roots and that it's going back to, hey, let's start talking about some players now. We got that against the backdrop of preseason game one and joint practices. And I think there were some storylines through the through the past week that I think we saw coming that this elucidated on. And uh, we had some, we have some more stuff to talk about as well. I think we might be able to squeeze in some Lions news this week as well uh, into the show. But for right now, we bring in Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Jeremy. Did you fly the plane home? Did you fly the plane home? No, I didn't. But I was in coach wearing my depends. So everything was good. I was going to say it's a very scatological. <laughs> um, it's a very scatological episode. Season. Well, just but, this season. This is uh, the second time diarrhea has been mentioned in this season. He starts the episode with some prop sweatpants <laughs> that I think if if Dan Campbell had his druthers would absolutely be caked in real dried shit. Uh, Ryan Matthews, the rock god. Our senior editor is here as well with said sweatpants. Yeah, you know, I I think back uh, back in the day when the whole joke used to be that I was the youngest of the group, I was fully expecting Jeremy to get on here and tell me that I was um, that I was a little boy and that I was a toddler playing a grown man's game. <laughs> the line repeat by repeated many times by Chase Lucas, yeah. which felt I thought was very fun because Chase Lucas is not a very big man. So. He's not. He's also a rookie, but an an old rookie, and yeah, that's, a barking rookie. He he definitely has a lot of bark and and some bite too. So he's I kind feel of a like this has around. been a meme. This hard knocks has been a meme factory. Uh, I already clipped Dan Campbell with his hand goggles uh, for an emoji for our Discord. Yes, we we are we literally already have that as an emoji. I know, but page. we got another one. We got another one now. That's that's <laughs> like his move to do that. Uh, Alex Anzalone's determined face, I feel like, is going to be one here as well at some point. This this whole series is just replete with memes, which is good because I feel like Detroit, for its sports teams, is a meme town. Like Ryan would know this. How many years did form an effing wall hang around for the Pistons? For about as long as Dan Van Gundy was here. So, yeah, I mean, so, it, so not that long. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how long Dan Campbell lasts. <laughs> wet blanket achieved. <laughs> Ooh, mm-hmm. wet blanket. Dirty. So what we what we think? What we think about this? Because I feel like, again, they got other than my me laughing when I heard Deuce Staley without a voice. This episode, I felt like started to veer towards again. It, we got to see it, right? We The guys on the bubble. Abina as a Chase Lucas. Uh, who's the other? Uh, Craig, Craig Reynolds showed up, right. and we'll talk about Craig Reynolds' story in a second. Am I missing? Khalil Pimpleton. Uh, Khalil well. Pimpleton. Khalil yeah. Pimpleton. So what do you think, Jeremy? Um, Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're you're mostly right. Like, th- there was still plenty of Dan Campbell and, and yeah, Deuce Staley, and obviously the, the joint practices took a, a big chunk of it, but... um. You know, I feel like they they just kind of only scratch the surface of Khalil Pimpleton. I also think they're setting setting us up a little bit, like Khalil Pimpleton and Obina Eze. Like those are two guys that have very those, small chances. To yeah, make those the are two spots. All. Those are two spots that are very deep in in camp right now. Right, and I mean, if we're being honest, neither of those guys are going to make the team. Like Obina, I, I think maybe they're both. Uh, 
practice squad guys that they come back, but it almost feels like they could have maybe picked some players that were a little bit more actually on the bubble. Like I'm still kind of shocked. We haven't gotten into Jared Davis. We haven't gotten into Jameson Williams. We haven't gotten into Jeff Okuda, like all those interesting storylines. And instead you're shoehorning these kind of like, okay, these guys aren't going to make it. Let's just, let's get to know them before we never see them again. Um, kind of thing, which kind of disappointing. That being said, I think, I think Obinaze's story is, is extremely intriguing. So I'm not, I'm not upset that they're including him. Like, him talking about how he wants to earn enough money so he can go fly back and see his family. Like that's a crazy interesting story that like, I mean, when, when you think of a football player, you think of rags, these, these rags to riches guys that, that are driving around in Lambos and things like that. It's like, well, no, not for all of them. Some of them are just trying to make their way back home to see their family for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is hard knocks paint by numbers. Like, I think the reason why maybe you might not find it so interesting, Jeremy, is because you're that close to the team. Sure. Like, I mean, this isn't just HBO delivering stuff to the people of Detroit. Like, this yeah, is as HBO we said before, this is this isn't show. for us. This isn't directly for us. This is for everyone else. So, but like even Khalil Pimpleton's game, like against Indianapolis, like there was some bad and then there was some good. And like, I mean, same thing with Obina. Like they they highlighted that like during the the episode too, but. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the duality of it, though, right? Like, Craig Reynolds and Juice- Chase Lucas seem like the guys who are probably going to make the team Khalil and, you know, Abina as a probably not, so. I thought the big masterstroke in this, and I kind I I didn't realize this was part of Craig Reynolds, but now looking back at it, I, I was wondering why they weren't showing his brother's face at the start, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is the heart, they, this they, is the they HBO pull, magic to, like, spin you around. Pull that off like, nicely. They, I thought um, that was the best part of how they how they pulled it off was sure here's here's Craig Reynolds whole family of football and then sharing a FaceTime and oh look his brother is actually in in prison yeah so and and another and I mean here's the thing like even if they're they're detailing some of these guys only only to to see them crash down and I don't I don't think Craig Reynolds is one of them I'm pretty sure he makes a team um, they are interesting stories and and. I think even the diehardiest of fans might not remember that Craig Reynolds story. So I think a, a lot of Lions fans were caught off guard by it and just really compelling stuff to, to really hear it from, from his brother, Eric's point of view and, and, you know, him trying to motivate Craig and Craig using him as motivation. Like I want to see Eric at one of my games. I want him to see me live. Very compelling story. Very interesting story. And um, yeah, not one, not one that you typically see like with, with how, you know, public sometimes paints prisoners um, in these kind of horrible people with no redeeming qualities. It was nice to kind of view someone who's still considered a hero by their brother. Yeah, it's the the the, the running backs in total have been so fascinating for this. And I, I, I kind of feel like HBO at this point, it's been three episodes now without Jared Goff. I'm not going to hold out waiting for him. I think they realize that that quarterback is just not a story. And also he's done this twice. So like, I think between Jamal William, Deuce Staley, Craig Reynolds, we set up nicely that the running backs are this, I, I don't know what you call it. Like the main storyline for the series. And I've, I mean, throw Deandre Swift in there too, but it's definitely been the position that has gotten the most attention. And I could not, I love Deuce Staley, not without a voice. I would like to see a whole press conference of that. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, th- I think Deuce Staley 
being the linchpin of everything, right? Like, I mean, he's the driving force behind everything, but then I'll, you know, also like you don't forget about Jamal Williams any week when it comes to this TV show, like Jamal Williams is front and center all the time. And like in a big way during joint practices, like you want to talk about trash talk, like he was one of the guys who was just getting into it with, you know, Colts players. So I, uh, yeah, I, I, we, we, we knew that was running backs are the most interesting for sure. Yeah, we knew that was coming, too, because we had seen the Zaire Franklin dust up in the middle of the week. We had seen uh, Jamal Williams, Zaire Franklin chipping at each other back and forth on Twitter. So I think we kind of I'm glad that was in there because I I think we were all kind of waiting to see what was going on. Jamal, although uh, on Jamal calling for holding, but uh, I do enjoy that uh, the coaches are scared of him throwing the football at people. The, the most interesting part of that sequence is that Dan Campbell had to pull him back mm-hmm. because I, that's not something I, I would think Dan Campbell would do. And he also gave that really kind of compelling speech right before practice. Like, listen, I want you guys running right up against the edge. I want you guys, you know, beating down the door, being in, intense. But if one of you throws punches, you know, gets into a fight, like you're out of here, your evaluation, like He's intimating that you are not only out of practice, you are off the team. He says your evaluation is done. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so he's I he's serious that. about it. And, and I mean, I, I would say what Jamal Williams did was right up against the edge, right? Like, got right in the guy's face, took his helmet off, got right in uh, Zaire's face, and and no, I mean, it was it was interesting. And I, I I think I think Hard Knocks worked a little bit of magic with like practice one. They all got their butts kicked. Practice two, everyone was great. Like that's not exactly what it looked like from the sidelines um but at the same time like there was that kind of redemption arc that happened through through that week of practices and into the preseason game so um you know it's a little bit of movie magic but at the same time i think there was really really a a feeling from the coaching staff that they had made progress throughout the week and they were certainly better especially defensively on on day two of that practice and i think they they caught that pretty well with those two goal line stands that they showed yeah, I, I the, the other thing I really liked from this episode, just a little tidbit, I guess, was Chase Lucas alerting the rest of the defense that the Colts had changed quarterbacks. He's like, defensive front, he's like, you know. Number three Al- is in. Number three like, is in. He like, can't run. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like, Ellinger's not in anymore. Like, that guy can't, he can't move. So, that, like. Uh, Jack Cohn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He wears three. Yeah. i just making sure. Yeah. None. I remember Jack Cohn from Notre Dame. He absolutely cannot run. So he's telling no lies there. <laughs> uh, I did also enjoy that Khalil Pimpleton gave a, a changed up the, I like that they keep going back to the rookies doing the, uh, the, the talent show. Sure. And thankfully I, I think Khalil, Khalil summed it up very well for me. It's like, I ain't singing shit. <laughs> I, Listen, if if you can get a, I think maybe that speaks even more to how cohesive this room is because if you can get a a group of grown men to get excited over a juggler, you either a really really good juggler, which I I don't necessarily think of Leo Pimpleton is, or no, you've just got a, a really supportive team. Well, I yeah. think in gen, uh, I think in general it shows that look this. I think we we've we've honed on this before in past episodes. This is a fe- this is a feel good hard knocks and there was i don't know if you guys read the athletic article that came out today about uh dan campbell it was a very good piece talking about not only his caffeine intake but his tobacco intake how cold he he keeps the ac at night 
um the teacup the teacup puppy uh dogs he keeps with him and everything like this it's a larger than life character around which an entire team is pretty much revolving and it's shown in hard docs like we we keep i feel like every now and then hard knocks takes a step away from dn campbell but always make sure to keep coming back to it right and again part of that is they've identified him he's the biggest he's the biggest star of the detroit lions i don't think the detroit lions have a quote unquote star in the nfl yet to the level to, to the level that i think other people would know like we all know amon ross st brown we know jared goff we know aiden hutchinson but compared to dan campbell they are still not to a national audience that dan campbell is that and yeah i i think it i i think that's one one knock i have on hard knocks is that it will keep coming back to him i understand why he's the head coach but it does limit how far afield that hard docs can really take this series and with i think two episodes left i believe we will see how much farther they get a field but there's not much time left to really do it how what did what did you guys think of his his little prop stunt little dirty pants thing uh he likes that i I, i've noticed two things one dan likes his props and b uh dan loves o and d as something exciting happens and he just yells o and d I could I couldn't stop staring at his nose because it had white powder all over it. <laughs> like I mean that that was just like obvious and it, yeah. it was like it here's the thing though. Chris just said that Dan Campbell is the most recognizable star of the Detroit Lions. When you look that good in a t-shirt, you should be the most recognizable star of the Detroit Lions. I mean Frank Reichs thinks he can still suit up and get out there. I'm not simping for Dan Campbell right now, but I'm just saying that guy is so jacked. And I know that the comedian that they brought in, who I thought, yeah. I'm not trying to be too critical, but like no, a lot of his I, jokes. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Dude, totally a, lot with of, you. a lot of his jokes were like, oh, your coach looks like Hulk Hogan. Oh, your defensive end looks like Justin I, Timberlake. How, why oh, did that? Like, why did that? Sequ- on how people look. Why did that sequence go on as long as it did? Was there like some money passed between HBO producers? <laughs> It and his party or something it, it went on way too long on, sorry wow you i i don't want to go to comedy shows with you guys i thought he did fine i thought i thought the line about him about dan campbell and his down-ups like oh yeah that was funny that was funny right well, it was yeah. it was fine but it just it went on for a really long time him saying like you know he like doing half up downs he was doing yoga at the end saying right. he was doing more downward dog than he said was, oh oh my my wrist no no that nah, man you, you're just old <laughs> yeah no that was funny yeah i don't know like they could have got harry morose to do it <laughs> oh wow he's getting a shout out on our <laughs> podcast mm. um no i i also thought it was just kind of interesting like you bring a comedian with you to to indie to kind of just loosen things up a little bit like that's kind of a neat well neat it doesn't idea. sound like they could leave the hotel so they were probably bored so they had to bring an entertainment show i'm i'm sure sure no question about it um but yeah go yeah i, I want to go back to the dan campbell speech a little bit the the gene speech the the dirt speech because by the way that man has if he ever leaves football he's got a career in motivational speaking <laughs> sure just, yeah <laughs> with those kind of props and everything right um because like I I mean I I did think it was a little hokey like in terms of but but that that's the Dan Campbell experience right like Dan Campbell's got a little bit of corniness to him and it, not everything he says is going to land and not everything he says is going to make perfect sense because that's just like silly little Dan Campbell um but the words behind it again like it's the words man because 
it's it's hard not to get hyped up about it where he's like, man, like I see us. I see like we are this close. We're improving everything. The last thing we got to do, the last little bit of dirt we got to get out of our pants is just like the the David Boyle, <laughs> the David Blau fumbles at the end. Like, and again, like he's he's trying to be careful enough not to point out individual players, but it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that that makes a lot of sense. And 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 in some cases, it's true of a lot of teams because games in the NFL are typically de- decided by one or two plays. But he, he singled out Chase Lucas not getting yeah, the interception. Not, not, right, right. Yeah. So, so like so the, he wasn't just putting out one person. Yet. Right. Um. But I, th- I think I think it is kind of a salient point that we're like we're starting to see everything come together. But until you get through that last part where you guys can consistently perform in crunch time, this team isn't going to win as many games as, as they want to. And I mean, we, we come out of the Indianapolis game. I don't know if I feel a lot better about the Lions late game scenarios. I mean, they gave up they gave up a big touchdown. With with thirty seconds or or whatever to go. Yeah, and, if that was a regular season game, they would have like tied the game, kicked, not yeah, right. not yeah. They, but that's also ra- thirteen. They they ran a draw play with twenty seconds left on a two minute drive. <laughs> no, well, we don't need to bring that <laughs> okay. up again. But, but yeah, but I, th- but I, I think, think I think I, yeah. Go on, Ryan. I, I was gonna say I think to Jeremy's point though, like maybe they keep that entire speech in there because it helps bring the whole episode full circle when they come to the end. And Dan Campbell's like, that's what I was talking about, like. I don't care about the play that happened before where we gave up the touchdown. Right. We can clean that up. We made the play that won the game. Like we want, right. we went and won the down. And I True. think that that went to Dan Campbell's like overall point that he was making. So I don't know. I agree with you. Like, I think like you take the hokiness, you take the sentiment and the, and the emotion behind what he says, you add it all together and you get Dan Campbell. And I mean, it's the Grand Prix race car helmet. It's the it's <laughs> right. the everything, right? Like, yeah, it's it's the well, it's it's basically it's modernized it's authenticity, man. It's modernized Al Davis, just win, baby. And I think I think that the indie game was interesting, just if only because I, I agree with Jeremy, it was a sloppy game overall, and I don't think I feel too good about the Lions after that. But for the case of our, for the, the case sloppy of finish, our, I, I thought it was actually a pretty good game for the team. Just just so the tough record. Okay. 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 Don't act so panicked (laughs) in the case of hard knocks. The win did like work perfectly narratively because it's set up, you know, you know, differentiations, the redemption versus last episode failing. We've had once again, two games ending in the final seconds. So that's, uh, and, and a redemption arc for, for David Blau a little bit, like not, not as dramatic by any means didn't but, really um, focus on him that much but yeah there was there was dad in there throwing the touchdown to tom kennedy i know some people have asked why tom kennedy isn't part of these episodes but i think they've got their quota on uh i'll um, i'll give you a hint as to why he's not good with the media okay you did that a little you got did a little more actually more diplomatic than what i was going to say i was going to get myself in trouble i thought i think they had already hit their white boy quota to be honest uh, two more things to wrap up this episode. Uh, number one, shall we step into the mur- the most murky part of this episode? And that is the definitions of drink, juice, and pop, <laughs> which was some horrific slander once again to the great the people of the great state of Michigan, as once again I, pop is savagely denounced. Drink is crazy. You just everything that's not punch is that what is a punch or no juice everything that's not juice is juice drink? is drink yes that's a new one to me who who was that again where where was that from that was uh i don't remember you man don't remember. I, 
I want to I want to say one of the players was Demetrius Taylor. I think one of them was definitely I, Demetrius Taylor. Oh, 94. So it was Eric Banks. It was so Eric was Banks. It? Eric right. Banks and Demetrius Taylor, I think. Yeah. I've yeah. heard some places in the country that use Coke to describe everything, but I've not had drink before. So that's uh, interesting. Where does soda fit in? Soda's fine. I I picked it up a little bit while I was in LA. Soda, soda's everywhere. I got yelled at for calling it pop when I was in Canada. It's it's soda. It, it, like everyone, everyone has just adopted the dominance of soda everywhere. Um, last points. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about? Uh, we had some new news today. Stepping away from hard knocks. Do you want to talk about the reserve no, pop no. list? Let's, let's, nah, let's let's save that. It, it was all save expected. I, I do have one one like to me. I want to talk about the quote of the episode. That I mean, maybe which the one. Quote, Maybe the quote of the episode is the plane one. Like, if anyone gets a punch out here, they can fly the plane home themselves. They can literally pilot the fucking plane from Dan Campbell. But I thought the one that I, I know I saw some people on Twitter get excited about is Deuce when he finally got his voice back right before the game. Laid on another, I think this is the second week in a row, he laid on a real nice pregame speech. And I'm going to read it because I think I think some people might want it on a shirt. And if... I don't know. Maybe you're a t-shirt company that works for us and puts out so-so <laughs> shirts. Maybe put this one out instead. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Quote, they got their fucking teeth pulled in this week and their ass kicked at the same time. So they may change up some shit. Who gives a fuck? We the lions and we hunt. Do a little long to put on a shirt, but you well, know. I mean, I'm sure, I I'm sure we, some we the lions shirt. and we hunt. Who gives a fuck? We the lions and we hunt. I don't know. Whatever. To do a front front and back situation like the old big dog shirts. I was gonna say yeah, it's yeah. it's a very boomer <laughs> shirt we, we're putting together. Yeah, it's it's a big dog shirt. It's a boomer shirt. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, I've got nothing else. How much do you think that uh, Lions had a players only practice? Yeah, um, they ran their that. own practice this week. Do you think that will fa- factor into hard knocks? Do you think that's gonna be a big it's thing? Gotta. It's gotta. I mean, here's the thing. The, the timeline for these last two Hard Knocks episodes is going to be a little strange because Tuesday the Lions make their their 53-man cut down. And usually that's like the finale of Hard Knocks, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that night they air an episode, but it's not going to include any of those cut downs, right? It can't. Yeah. They can't turn it around that fast and they have to have something to, the following week. So we're going to get the cut down episode a week after the cut down happen so for Lions fans there's not going to be a lot of drama since we'll we'll know what's there but but yeah I think I think we'll we'll probably start the episode with the pra- the player list or the coachless practice and then get into the final preseason game and some training camp battles and things like that so that should be fun I'm still like 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 I said earlier in the episode like Jeff Okuda Jared Davis Jamison Williams are, are we going to get any of that are we probably are we gonna, not are we going to visit Jamison Williams at all no, because Jamison Williams is going to play until at least like week four of the season. And again, like that's a name we know that we're hopeful for as a rookie. But he's, he's a the first round pick, man. Like he, so, I feel like they got, got Aiden Hutchinson. They've got Aiden Hutchinson as your first round pick archetype, and he's out there playing. That's fair. And he's a Michigan man. Uh, the the only the last thing I have to say about the episode that I thought was maybe the most uncomfortable part that wasn't Dan Campbell shaking out dusty pants was. <laughs> Hank Fraley laying into oh yeah oh yeah as a yes and him like I don't know if it was like language barrier or or him just not understanding what Fraley was getting at like by him slacking off in practice and not you're hurting you know, who are you hurting and he's like nobody he's like everybody. 
body. He's like, he's like, you're hurting, he's, he's like, he's like, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting us. Yeah. The other thing I noticed too, did you notice that the offensive linemen sit in the starting five? They sit in order of how they play. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I did not it, it, went, it, went, it went Sewell, Vitae, Ragnow in the middle, who like as Fraley's like laying into as a like Ragnow's kind of like he's looking super around, uncomfortable. Like, he's, like, he's like, oh man, this that's kid. hey, we had we had an uncomfortable uh, we had an uncomfortable Malcolm Rodriguez last week, and now it's uncomfortable O line this week. It's uh, true. Guys, so we, just, can, just really got to get that on camera. We I feel like we have to talk Rodrigo. Like there there has to be a Rodrigo more seg- Rodrigo segment. more Rodrigo. Which again, you get your rookie. You get your rookie over there. So. But just like he, no one else is having more fun out there than him. He's just like he's a kid in a candy store out there. What was his line this this week? It, it just this shit's fun, man. Like he's out there having a blast. And, yeah. and just, meanwhile, Alex Anzalone just like the look that he gave once uh, Kelvin Shepard told him he was sitting in this game. He's just like. I was going to say, because they got a quick shot. So I, I'm in the I'm in the business of right now of making an emoji out of it. They had a quick shot of him in a headband during uh, Dan Campbell's speech after joint practices. That's just how Anzalone looks, I feel like. He's just he's so determined, though. So determined. We haven't got much of Anzalone in here because he's not really been out in the practices being the veteran he is, but uh, so determined. That yeah. was that was also the first like Kevin Shepard has been a guy that's like we don't we don't know who our starters are we don't know who's going to make the team that was his first like okay okay Alex Anthony's going to make the team and he's going to start like yeah I think we knew that though we didn't know that, that but it's just kind of interesting <laughs> to see him admit that even though I think we all kind of knew it all along yeah and then the the one other player that was kind of I guess I'll frame it as disappointed with their snaps was Craig Reynolds and Deuce Haley, right? That's right. Yeah. That's so right. Craig Reynolds was, you could tell what Craig Reynolds say? was pissed, man. He was like, he was just like rolled his eyes and was like, man, like just wanted to be out there. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, even though, even though him taking him getting taken out of the game that early means everything good for Craig Reynolds. It's, it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's like Jared Goff. No, guys want his way into the starting lineup. They, they want to, they want to be out there. That's good. And, I, and yeah. you get why Reynolds wanted to be out there. Cause he was, when he was out there, he was doing really well. True. He's like, Hey, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to put up more, you know, tape against these guys. So I'm sure that's probably what he was feeling like. True. All right. I think that's it for us. Uh, again, lots to look forward to in this coming one. We'll have, I don't know how much of preseason game three they'll really have since it'll be on Sunday versus a Saturday. Looking so it makes for a tight turn, real tight turnaround, but we'll see what we can get out of that. And obviously I expect the players only practices to feature in there and Hey, maybe we'll get some more personal lives out here, but it is, uh, it is crunching a little bit in time. So I'm curious how many more, uh, how more angles we're going to get, but we are getting closer. I didn't see none of the key players are cut yet but we'll keep an eye on it as it, as we get closer, we're on the back. We're in the back half of hard knocks now, which means we're on the back half of talking knocks. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we'll be back with you guys on first bite. Jeremy, can we, people want to let you, uh, I'll just let you know. We have a very, very special guest. I'm very excited about that. We will be recording at 5 30 PM Wednesday on our Twitch channel. So be there live. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> we'll be right. Back. We'll be back here tomorrow on Twitch. You'll get this wet Wednesday morning on your podcast feeds. Thank you all for supporting the Pride of Detroit PODcast. We'll see you star side. Oh.